I am Ohiro Oni Isele. Ruminations is the podcast where I discuss matters of life. I was not only taught, but heard and saw many things while growing up in Africa, the continent in which my formative years were spent. That place where I will learn what it meant to be human compassionate, forward-looking, and yes, the continent where I learned to count my blessings before having a date with a much bigger world that, I, that waited to embrace me at the appointed time. In preparation for that time, I was told and I heard it so frequently that it became stuck in my head that, quote, a fool at 40 is a fool forever. Of course, for me as a child, and indeed for any child, age 40 seems like a very faraway place that might never come. But that was not because I was conscious of the short lifespan that remains perhaps the most significant yet really seriously discussed bane of Africa's existence. Instead, it was simply because I was growing up at a time and in a country where 40 years old was considered quite old. To really understand this, one has to consider the fact that this country of my birth, Nigeria, was indeed a country that was once ruled by a 31-year-old commander-in-chief, Yakubu Gawan, who became one of the most successful presidents ever, in the history of Nigeria. Of course, 40 is no longer considered old even in Nigeria, and it is not hard to see why. Thanks to advances in medicine, technology, and other protective factors, It is now a natural expectation that people will will routinely live beyond age 40, even if the social and economic conditions are such that only a small percentage of Nigerians will reach the territory that the West considers to be old age. Certainly, The medical and technological advances that now make it possible to live longer in Africa and elsewhere have not rendered invalid the sentiment behind the adage that a fool at 40 is a fool forever. But what does it really mean? Really, what does it mean? A lot. At the very least, it means that youth is golden 
and anyone who remains unaccomplished beyond the years of his or her youth, due to his or her own wrong and careless choices, is destined to be a failure for life. Put differently, youth is a phase of blessedness and opportunities. And there is no redemption for anyone who squanders those opportunities. Well, but having been around for as long as I have, I am inclined to dismiss this assertion on the grounds that it is not effusive with hope. Besides, inherent in the assertion is a level of dismissiveness that presupposes that life in its practical or active form ends for everyone around the same age. That is certainly not the case. But could it just be that I am an eternal optimist who desires to maintain a position so strongly held in my profession that in every person resides strengths that can be galvanized into action such that perceived hopelessness can be transformed into hope and accomplishment? Maybe. But regardless of my personal position, it seems to me that to dismiss the sentiments behind the adage a fool at 40 is a fool forever, is in itself to demonstrate a level of ignorance that will be inappropriate because it subjects an otherwise complex and really meaningful adage to simplistic reasoning. But why? How so? How and why does it do exactly that? Why would I say it does that? Well, because there was a time when 40 was considered too old to innovate. And the doors of new opportunities were then shut to people who were above a certain age. This is not to say that that is no longer the case. But the age at which society shuts people out has extended in many societies beyond where it used to be. But, yes, society still shuts people out. Every society picks winners and losers, and where age is a factor, it is an unwritten code, and the age is not the same from one society to another. It seems to me that in reality, the adage that a fool at 40 is a fool forever was intended to place the responsibility for success or failure on the individual. But I am inclined to believe that the idea was not so much to cut life off at a certain age, but to motivate individuals from a young age to live responsibly. 
We know that the adage comes from an era when success or failure was not defined by the amount of material wealth that an individual possessed, but by the individual's value to himself and others, which in itself was an indication of an individual's level of maturity. Against that background, it is more reasonable than not to surmise that this old adage was concerned specifically with a person's level of demonstrable maturity and responsibility to those who mattered to the individual and to society. By this logic, an individual who did not maturely and responsibly handle his or her personal obligations was, or is, a fool incapable of changing for the better. Such an individual cannot, therefore, be of much value to society. Wow. Well, uh, this sounds harsh, but a practical context for the adage is really neither novel nor baseless and or unsupported, in my opinion. Consider the adage within the framework of Eric Erickson's eight stages of psychosocial development. In Erickson's formulation, middle adulthood starts at age 40 and spans the years leading up to 64. Characterized by the conflict which Erickson identifies as generativity versus stagnation, Erickson argues that this is the period when man is in constant contact with society, executing new ideas, demonstrating a caring sense toward others, enhancing interpersonal relationships, developing his or her own family, settled in a career, and guiding the next generation. It is also a time when an individual is concerned about giving back to society. So for an individual who is unable to accomplish these tasks just listed, Erickson would argue that the conflict, that is generativity versus stagnation, is unresolved. Therefore, the outcome or consequence for that individual is stagnation. Now, I will pass. And the pause is because, as I speak, I am reminded that most people would probably agree that these tasks are almost certainly beyond the scope of the thinking, planning, and executive abilities of the immature. Really, how can one contribute to the process of guiding the next generation if one has not sufficiently stabilized himself or herself and does not possess the level of maturity to guide himself or herself? How can that person guide others? 
how if that person finds himself or herself in a position of leadership actually lead? Is it possible to give what one does not have? Is it ever possible to give what you do not have? I think not. Is it possible then that without any intervention, someone who has lived irresponsibly and immaturely will change into a model adult who cares for his or her family, cares for others, handles his or her occupational occupations honorably, and is it possible really for that person to then begin to contribute to society just because it is the right thing to do? Can that person really then play a part in guiding the next generation in creating a world of opportunities and hope for everyone? as any leader is supposed to do. On a good day, I will say yes. On this day, however, I am looking around and what I see is an increasingly crazy world led by madmen. I see that from local through national levels, the world's leadership is replete with people who were most likely morally and intellectually bankrupt even when they were young and not yet in positions of power that they now occupy. Many of them, maybe in their 60s, 70s, 80s, or even 90s now. But they were 40 and even younger at different points in time. Their existence is proof that positions of power rarely change people. But instead, positions of power and authority bring to the fore the true and in a few cases previously unknown character of the people who assume those positions. From Africa to Asia to Europe to South America to Australia and to North America, our world has chosen to have fools for leaders. And now we sit and we wait. We watch and we pray. We wish and we hope that while we yet live, one or two of these leaders will not act so imprudently that they kill us all with a push of one consequential button. May we never be victimized by fools' errands.